This is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet before we nursed. Delicious, Lavernius. Shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Welcome to the second hour, everybody. Happy to have you aboard here on the Barbecue Central Show. We are a show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue grilling, a.k.a. your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. Here's Ant. I'm going to get a large glass of ice to crunch during this segment. Good for you. People think that's not a real sound, but like that's Mo chomping ice right there. This is real. That's him. On the show. The one second of clean ice chomp that I got out of that whole interview. He was I was talking over a lot of it, but there was a half second worth of clean ice chewing. And that is it. That isn't some other Ice Chomp soundbite, that's a legitimate mo case on Ice Chomp, if you need it. And I'm paying. I'm playing that with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. No offense, love. of course, of course, when we say no offense, but I will offend. But that is not anything other than really mo case on chewing ice on the show when he was doing, uh, when he was eating, right? Right. A break. I didn't have a problem with it. A lot of people had a problem with it. Ant S might have had a problem with it. I didn't take this out of my ear. It's got very tiny plugs. And we'll put it back in its case. And away it will go. And then I'll have to send away to 64 Audio and go to the audiologist to get a brand new mold made. The freaking doctor cost me more money than he even knew that he was costing me. I even asked him this time around. I said, hey, are you really going to F with the structure of my ear because then I'm going to have to go ahead and get a new earpiece again. These things aren't cheap. This isn't like the sure standard here. These are custom molded from a real reputable audio company that makes internal ear monitors for crying out loud. Now, you know, they're not the most expensive ones, but good night. Anyway, still to come on this show this evening, Jess Priles, HardcoreCarnivore.com. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for a live video feed. Also, slash RD Rempe on the tubes for a live video feed as well. Coming up this Friday on the best moments of the BBQ Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Episode 173, taking you back to April 23rd, 2013, being featured this coming Friday is none other than Robin Lindar's Grill Girl, grillgirl.com. At this specific point in time, Robin was caught up in some kind of Huffington Post controversy when some other female took issue with Robin on some of the terms that she was using and took the time to call her out in a Huffington Post piece. We break it all down. Now, I listened back to the best of today as I was writing the promo for this. And I have to say, at points in this particular interview, I'm not overly happy with some words that I use, some phrasing that I might have used. I might have uh, did a generalization of fat, fat talk. I'm, you know... 
nine is what is that eight years ago and i'm not too into that for me now that you probably wouldn't find me doing that anymore but you know we continue to evolve as humans we try to be better people every day at least i try to be better every day whether you're trying or not that i guess doesn't matter but i'm trying so if you ever run into me know that if you find me to be a little bit put offish or a bullion or egotistical or self-centered i'm gonna try and be better the next time you see me i'll try and be gregarious and friendly empathetic words that i'm talking to my therapist about being better at so don't judge me too harshly don't forget if you want to hear a guest or a segment that has already taken place on this show in the past you can do a live, uh, a live. You can do a long distance request and dedication to executive producer of the Best Moments Show, John Solberg. You can email him, J O N, at the BBQ Central Show.com. By the way, if you like his voice, you can hire him to do voiceovers now. I would get in contact with him and say, John, I love your dulcet tones. I'm starting a podcast or. I need a TV commercial run because I'm a station manager at XYZ Terrestrial Radio Station. We like that, David Lee, but we need somebody a little less amped, a little bit more everyday ham and egger. John's your guy. He's got all the equipment, professional sounding uh, gear. He's got a professional studio. Outside of that, and here's what I think the biggest win, if you're thinking about contacting John to help with your podcast, if you don't like the editing portion of it, and who does? He's a master at post. Editing, post-production, enhancements, making you sound better than maybe you actually sound. That's what you should be paying for. Pay to get your time back. Pay good money to John to have him take his time so you get your time back. You want to talk about when you should pay for things? Well, how much time do you want to save? How much time do you want back in your day? Do you want to spend two three hours dicking around editing a podcast raw file or do you want to offload that to a professional like john i would say give it to john just my two cents uh, i know this because he does things like this for me so if i would trust him with my sound and my quality and my level of professionalism uh, he's gonna go way over the top for you don't you worry about it and if you don't like it come and see me and I'll call you a liar and send you on your way. Email feedback from the past few weeks. Tim in Idaho writes in, Greg, your Harry Carey impression is not. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Your Harry Carey impression is not very good. It helped the horse content not seem so weird, but the impression, yeah, not so great. Keep working on it keep working on it tim are you new to the show i will have you know tim in idaho and where in idaho i don't know any other city besides boise it's not boise it's boise like it's spelled i've been lectured about that from area hinterland president john there's no way john dawson wow Almost drew a blank there. It was very embarrassing. So, Tim, if you know John Dawson, make sure you pay your hinterland dues to him because he's collecting. He's the hinterland's president. But if you're just new to the show, my Harry Carey impersonation doesn't need work. It's dialed in. That's one of the very few that I do incredibly well. And it's not a Harry Carey impersonation, it's my impersonation of Will Farrell doing his impersonation of Harry Carey. So if we're going to get technical on how crappy my Harry Carey impression is, it's not even an impression of Harry Carey himself, who was one of the best baseball play-by-play guys ever in the history of the earth, him and Stoney. It's my, my impersonation of Will Farrell doing his impersonation of Harry Carey. Diane Mee is in this week. For now, Diane, I have a feeling you might vacate in 35 to 40 minutes. 
Uh, also, cities in Iowa, uh, Iowa, Boise, Idaho, Twin Falls, Pocatello, or is it Pocatello? I don't know. Sun Valley, Sandpoint, never heard of them. Boise is the one that I have heard of. Also, I think there's a there's a college in Idaho called Rick's College. That's like the JUCO to BYU. My buddy went there. A lot of Mormons. Uh, I think 99% of the student body at Rick's is Mormon. But in order to get into, like when you can't, it's like Ohio State here in Cleveland or <laughs> here in Ohio. Believe it or not, it's ridiculously hard. Like Ivy League hard as a senior in high school to graduate out and then get admitted onto main campus down in Columbus into Ohio State, Maine. It's virtually impossible. You have to have 4.0. You have to have letters of whatever from high-ranking officials, things of this nature. It's not like it was when I was going in. That was like everybody's safety valve was Ohio State. No, no. It's tough. Oh, by the way, since we had him on last segment, let me talk to you quickly and once again about our friends over at Primo Grill. That's right. Oval-shaped. Not oval-teen, oval-shaped. A patented oval design offering true two-zone cooking. What does that mean? Well, you have your coals on the right side of the oval. You have nothing on the left side of the oval. You have your meat above the non-coal side to do a, let's say, reverse sear or do it a little bit slower, and then at that magical moment, you move that meat from the non-heat side to the heat side where the coals are. That's two-zone cooking, and you can do that with Primo. Some of the other ceramic cookers will say they can do that, but they're round. You can't really do that with a round one. By the way, if you're looking at this Primo oval cooker and your mind is going, what the F? I can't get over it. I need a Primo round cooker. They got one too. I would suggest getting over yourself and getting the oval cooker. But if you can't get over it, they have a round one. Why not? They have a ceramic gas grill, if you can believe. That's like next level stuff. You want to take that outdoor kitchen to the next level? Get the Primo gas grill ceramic cooker. Insane. Uh, As Nick talked about last segment, they have the new easy lift hinge for the grill head so it's going from a 35 pound lift to an 8 pound lift I can do that now also they're uh, doing the top and bottom air controls with the numbers retrofitting certainly available look at them at primogrill.com on the instas at primo ceramic grill also on the books at primo ceramic grills as well just priles in the green room and I can only imagine We will have technical difficulties on this side of the hour, but we will certainly hope not. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker. The most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories to complete your Pit Barrel cooking experience. Whether you are a beginner or a professional or somebody in between, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal, visit Pit barrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My guest in the second hour, CEO of the Hardcore Carnivore brand of products, also a spokesperson for a number of high-level brands. She's a book author, internet sensation as well. You find her making quarterly appearances on this show for the balance of 2021, and she is also a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer. We race the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Jess Pryles. Hey, Jess. Hi. You made me really paranoid that we're going to have technical difficulties now. Well, you know, if me, like if it happens one time an hour and a half ago, I'm just immediately sprinkling it all over guests because, you know, that's just my mania. Nevertheless, 
Happy to have That's you here. Great. Happy to have you here. Nice to be here. Yeah, and I appreciate you stepping up for the quarterly appearances through the duration. By the way, 2021 rapidly coming to a close, if you can believe it. Isn't that crazy? It yes. really, what, what a year. What a great year it was. Yes, it's a great, it's, it's <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, look, <laughs> first of all, happy belated birthday last week. Thank right? you. What's the uh, most, yeah. what is the most important thing you have learned in your years of life? Mm, gosh, wow. How do you sum it up? <laughs> um, <laughs> to really, well, confound people with your accent maybe and just always have them talking. Um, I don't know, Greg, let's be honest. It's probably something profound like, Go back and tell your younger you in your 20s to trust your gut and not take no for an answer. And then it's also like if someone was really smart that invent an antacid for the barbecue community, like maybe that's something that I've learned. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Is that good? Was that did that work? For I don't you? I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, you've lived however many years of life on this earth. You've gained Decades. life experience. I didn't know yeah. if there was just like one thing that pops out. I'm I'm paid to ask the tough questions and not the bullshit softballs. Yeah. I mean, I'll sprinkle some softballs in, but why not ask something that makes people think and go, hey, I wonder how I would answer that question. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I feel like I'm geared up for the death row meal and who would you invite to the, you know, anyone living or dead to the food conversation kind of deal. But the rest of it's a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. So I uh, bought these things. Uh, a while back, I've never used them. Pod decks, so they're uh, huh. conver- conversation starters for people that don't. Ooh, know do you want to do? Can we do one? Yes, we'll do. Let's do three. I'm so excited. Ready? Okay, okay, I'm ready. Here we go. I'm so excited. <clears throat> Let's. If you can instantly become one, what would you be an expert in? Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one bad habit you're trying to get rid of? Sarcasm. Sugar. Sugar. S- sugary, sugary sarcasm. What are you currently curious about? <laughs> I paid money for these, by the way. <laughs> these are terrible, yep. aren't they? Um, uh, I'm currently curious about... I don't know. I guess I've been re- researching um, marination uptake rates in various meats. Wow. How about that? All right. Uh, and here's another deck. We'll just try these for fun. Uh, it's called What the Wait, Heck? Wait, you bought two? Uh, I have four, but we're not going through that. It'll take up the whole thing. Uh, this is called okay. What the Heck? Okay. Jess, which body part did you wish you... Wait. <laughs> which body part do you wish you could detach and why? Um, probably my head because just my brains keep it so heavy and cumbersome. <laughs> Jess, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I'm not kidding. That says it says it right there. How many one. chickens? Would... One. Why one? Because if it eats it wrong, it'll choke and die, and that's all it takes. Hmm. All right. If it obstructs its airways, it can kill it. Yes. If you can't breathe and you don't remedy that situation quickly, yeah. you will die. You're right. You All right. Well, there you go. That's Pod Deck. Uh, Pod Deck, please well, send thanks, me everyone. some kind of. Really enjoyed uh, being here. You know, send Jess and I some money for that unsolicited plug. I don't usually do that. Before we talk hey, about. Um, some, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to tell you something cool that I saw on my end because I know that you posted on Instagram yesterday a question sticker for anyone who had a question for me. Yeah. And you phrased it. Does anyone have any serious questions yes. for Jess Priles? Yeah. And several people reached out to me because I obviously reposted you to try and solicit said questions. And several people reached out and said, it's it's appropriate but sad that he had to qualify that by including the word serious, which was a real thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I like to think that I pay attention to people that I follow and hear some things that they go through. So... Why not? Uh, look, we're going to get real heavy here just for a second. Okay. I think a lot of things in life, <clears throat> I think everything in life, if it's going well or if it's going bad, it can boilerplate down to this one thing. Missed expectations. Think about 
your personal life. You're having an issue with a significant other. Think about your work life. You're having an issue with a customer or a coworker. Mm-hmm. What does it really come back to? The person that you are in conflict with doesn't have the same expectation that you have, or you or they have set an expectation that wasn't met. What can only come of that? Conflict, uh, bad feelings, issues, you name it. So obviously the fix to all this, as I had posted on Facebook maybe a week or two ago, was want to be happy, have zero expectations from everyone. Have zero. Live your life with zero expectations. You can't ever be disappointed. And even in the most mediocre scenarios, you're like, hey, pretty effing good. Because you have no expectations. <laughs> but when you have right. an expectation, it's not done yeah. the way you would do it or somebody's yelling at you because it's not the way they would have. Now we have an issue. So I think yeah. in the end, I'm with that post and in a long way to get there. Setting the right expectation. Don't come at me with, is just single? Can I marry her? Where does she live? Give me serious questions. Let's cut the BS right from Jump Street. And if you have a real question, I will take it. And if we have time, did I'll run it Did you get any good questions? I did. Oh, good. I did. Absolutely. Success. Yeah. So if we have enough time, we'll get to those. If not, you people okay. try again next quarter. Before we, uh, <laughs> before we talk about some hardcore carnivore business items and some other grill talk and whatnot, I think the last mm-hmm. time you were on, we had mentioned that you had just begun the curriculum uh, for the meat science program over at I was Iowa a freshman. State. Yeah, you were frosh back yeah. then. Are you a soft now? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This is technically the second year. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what's new with yeah. meat education? And I put on all that weight. Isn't that what you're Freshman 15, now? yes. But usually that's via <laughs> keg stands and pizza at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I yeah. mean, who's to say that that didn't happen? I am not here to say anything. I'm just telling you what I know. Right. Yeah. Second semester down, but second year, it's confusing at Iowa State University doing their uh, in their meat science department, doing a graduate certificate in meat science. So it's I had to apply like a college application. I had to get special exemptions for not having scientific prerequisites and prove that I could do it. Um, So it was quite a whole thing to get in, but it has been so awesome. It was the first time I ever wanted to go back to school. You know, even when I, I had a degree already, but that was one of those, like, everyone expects me to get a degree kind of thing, yep. but I don't really know what I want to do. Um, and this was like, oh, I really want to, and I think it'll be great. And it has been great. And I've learned so much, and I love my professors, and I thought I knew a lot, and now so much more has opened up already. Mm. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's so fascinating. Uh, like my husband was standing, it's kind of gross too. My husband was standing in the kitchen the other day and his arm was twitching. Um, and I'm like, I know what causes that. Because we had to study all the way down into like contraction um, to understand the conversion of muscle to meat. Hmm. So yeah, it was pretty neat. Are you finding with your experience prior to getting into the uh, to the program here that you knew more than you thought you knew or what? Uh, it made me realize that I knew really fragmented pieces of information. So because I had picked them up so haphazardly through things that I'd read or courses like short courses that I'd attended or just speaking to folks who I know in meat science, I picked up bits and pieces, but I wasn't really sure how to connect them together and you really do need, it's just, it's opened my eyes up to this bigger understanding. I, I, I find it, I wanted to do this to be able to simplify more and share more information with people, but it's funny because the deeper you go and the more you learn, it becomes harder to simplify because it's, it's like, well, that's kind of true, but you're also oversimplifying it just to get this like kind of neat message out. So it's fascinating and I'm loving every minute of it. All right. Uh, when is potential graduation then for you? I have two more semesters after this. So, uh, uh, and one of them is kind of this big project. And to finish this semester, we're doing big literature reviews. So a lot of people don't necessarily know, but you know, we've talked about this before. So Greg, that a lot of people, uh, especially on the internet, are like, here's what I say because I think it's my opinion. And you can't do that in science. You have to be like, I have an opinion, but here's the like multi-year 
project that I did to prove said opinion, and now it's been published in a recognized scientific journal. So we have to, I'm actually going through and doing a uh, high literature review on anything that's been done on dry aging and critiquing and comparing the results, especially as it relates to those dry aging bags. <laughs> so it's really neat to be able to be collating factual scientific information and and present that on so that's pretty cool so it looks like graduation will be 2022 sometime and i'm definitely i'm gonna go to ames to do it for sure yeah like i'm so i'm so i don't know if anyone's been excited to go to ames before but i am <laughs> i'm sure plenty of people have been excited to go to ames wherever that is Okay. Uh, we're talking with Jess Pryles. I know, that was a joke. Uh, JessPryles.com, <laughs> HardcoreCarnivore.com, oh, Iowa State. I mean, come on. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about some hardcore carnivore business stuff. Okay. I was going to ask you about rubs and spices and stuff, but let's skip that for a second because there is a product that's out. I mean, it has been out, I guess, for a handful of weeks, maybe a month or so, maybe two months. Disposable cutting boards. Now, my entrance into disposable cutting boards was years ago like maybe even when i had first kind of started getting into barbecue so that would have been 2006 uh 2005 i got my weber smoky mountain i found virtualweberbullet.com which helped me learn that smoker and i met a whole bunch of people virtually one of them was the pitmaster of smoky mountain smokers who was a pretty relevant competition team at the time and aside from being good on the circuit their big claim to fame was selling these disposable cutting boards to like every other pit master on the competition circuit. But it never seemed to break out of that particular arena. And then it was like it all went away. And I have five or ten different plastic cutting boards. I don't use wood for whatever reason. And now they're being almost reintroduced again by you. So I was just wondering where the inspiration to grab these up and make a run at it came from. Yeah, well, I mean, I was certainly aware of, of that brand that you're mentioning um, because I can't even remember. I'd only used them once or twice. I think the first time I, someone showed me them, and same thing, it was very limited to comp barbecue. So I think I was teaching a class in the Rio Grande Valley down in Texas, so deep South Texas, and they gave it to me to cook on. And I'm like, oh, these are a neat idea. And um, then never really saw them again. Like I, I – didn't see them in stores and I didn't have much to do with them. And I, I just, uh, I had, I had an idea, um, because I have a great relationship with a paper manufacturer to say like, Oh, you know, maybe I tried to look for them and it was just really difficult to get your hands on them, you know? And it was the, the, it just gave me the idea, obviously that, um, we can do them a little bit differently and we can just make them more accessible to people. And I don't necessarily think um, that that was the very first in, in, uh, incarnation of them. I know that um, even our local grocery store here has a version of them, a very different product, but nonetheless, the concept of disposable cutting boards. For me, it was more about making them even cheaper and more accessible and um uh, putting that grid on them. So we added a one and two inch grid and we're promoting them. We're trying to bring out things under the hardcore carnival line that are suitable for, uh, any kind of lifestyle activity, not limited to barbecue. So, I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but like I'm a hunter. And so taking that to deer camp and not having to mess with cleaning up is phenomenal. And we promote them for hunting and fishing and camping and, they were in a very attractive package, which I think is part of it. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you you give respect to the people that that came up with it, and I'm not sure that they necessarily would have taken it any further than they did. And and so um, I saw an opportunity to kind of take the concept, do something different, and really put it out there to make it useful for people because we're all about making tools, uh, useful tools for carnivores. So I can see good use there in the wild as you're talking about or if you're on some kind of a remote cater. But at home, can I make the argument that I have these other five cutting boards that I had mentioned and why would I want to get hardcore carnivore disposable cutting boards or disposable cutting boards in general? So I think that there's obviously something to be said for I have wooden boards and plastic boards and I still use them as well. But I do have a pack of these disposable boards open in my kitchen and I'll use them for um, uh, 
big meat like if I'm cutting steaks one day like big off a ribeye roll or if I'm cut, uh, trimming a brisket inside for sure because it can be uh, you know cleaning especially fat uh, off boards when they need to be that big often people can't run them through their dishwasher and they might not be cleaning them as sanit sanitized as they need to be so um, there's a food safe aspect to it as well especially for domestic use but I got them in I got the testers in I'm trying to think like I was testing them out already in December. So or there were prime ribs and turkeys anywhere, all those huge holiday cuts that you often struggle to find, you know, the correct size board for. I can get them over at hardcorecarnivore.com right now. You can. And if you're near Bucky's, you can get them there too. And actually we launched them on Amazon this week oh, too. Nice. Is that your first yeah. foray with Amazon? No, we sell the crap out of rubs on Amazon, oh, okay. but yeah. it, it's our first foray into that category. So you may have to, if you put in hardcore disposable cutting board, you'll find it straight away. And as I mentioned, they're, they're at a really great price to try and make them an everyday item. What's the price point? How many do you get? Uh, it's twenty seven ninety nine, and you get 30 in a packet. All right, so less than a buck. A, yeah. Less than a buck a board. That's good. Yeah. Right. And how much is your time worth in terms of scrubbing boards? Dude, my time, I mean, you know me, my time is worth five, $600 Money. an hour. So, I mean, give me a break. If anything that I can do to <laughs> gain back time is time that I can actually have and usable time. That's what that. I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So go mm -hmm. get your disposable cutting boards for sure. Uh, any new rubs or seasonings? released and or coming out shortly that you're allowed to talk about we may we may be talking in q3 let me just say that all right to be that's continued. all i can say at the moment i'm bound by my own limitations you're here. bound by your own nda i love that nda <laughs> um, I was gonna say that. when we were in fort worth we did a live interview and that seemed i don't forget what year that was maybe 2018 uh maybe 2017 that was like we a, the, the, the height of dry aging at the moment. Everybody was talking about it. You wrote a huge essay on it and put it on your website. And it was, everybody wanted to do it. Bringing in beer coolers. You know, I always say you can always tell when things have really caught on because people want to do it at home. You know, the, people love beer. Right. They start doing it at home. People love dry aging steaks then, uh, or they love dry aged steaks. So now they want to do it at home. Well, this crossed over into the, into the home side for sure. Lo and behold, yeah. it's still a thing. So where do you place it in popularity right now? Because I know you have uh, something called a steak locker or a steak something or other in your garage right now. I do. I have a steak locker that they sent me recently. So I started my dry aging project by hacking a fridge. Um, and I was working on it with Certified Angus Beef. Um, they have one at their center near you. And yep. they we got started talking about like how it should be set up and what that microflora in there should be. And so they helped with the project. And as I did it at home over the years, I realized that actually you can't really hack your own fridge because you can mess with the fan and you can put in salt blocks and you can adjust it. But it's kind of the same thing as having a smoker that you, you know, you didn't really pay a lot of money for and you're trying to make it work and you're watching the temperature go to 25 275, 210, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, but maybe if I balance it, like it's got to even out in the middle and you know that that's not how it works. So what I was finding was that I was fighting humidity constantly, especially because it was in my garage uh, and with a glass door, which makes it even harder c to control. And humidity is key to um, successful dry aging, both in terms of bacteria growth, uh, not having it open up too rapidly. So having seams open up in the meat can be quite dangerous because then you're getting that bacteria inside the meat. Um, so I, I got this steak locker because it, it's like a wine fridge for me. It has proper humidity control and proper temp control. And I think that if you're going to invest, it's not cheap not even talking about the fridge itself, but the stuff you put in there. Um, so you may as well do it right, right? It's like we tell people you should invest in quality materials because ultimately it's it's better to do that than ruin a piece of meat by an inaccurate thermometer or a smoker that's losing heat um, because of cheap welds or what have you. So uh, I've been really, really thrilled about it and at coinciding with 
the stuff that I've been researching um, at university or at college. I'm not allowed to call it university, right? Even though it is university. So at college. So uh, a lot of these papers are really interesting because most of the research that's been done on dry aging, especially the bag, the bag research that a lot of those dry aging bag companies like to promote, like, look, we're legit. The academic, uh, uh, acad academia hasn't caught up with the fact that dry aging is artisanal similar to cheese making or ham making so they know with hams because we have so many years and years of research that a, an iberico ham um, or a serrano ham from spain has a je ne sais quoi quality that comes from the micro microflora that comes from the bacteria on it that is completely different to a commercially produced um quick run young ham that they just try and sort of fake the flavor on same as benton's ham having such a, a cult following here in the united states so i'm starting to unpick that that a lot of people haven't cottoned on to the fact or recognized there's only two papers that i've come across so far that have recognized that that flavor um and the compounds that can be built from that micro microflora being pres present uh, makes a big difference <laughs> so i think it's getting more and more popular but it's still a very you know, it's like any expensive hobby. It's very prohibitive for a lot of people to get involved in. And the thing that scares me more than anything is that we're not talking about like crocheting here where what can really go wrong. Um, you're talking about an industry that's usually heavily regu regulated to ensure that you're not accidentally going to poison yourself. Um, and it can be quite dangerous. And, you know, with, I've spoken to this person and I'm friends with this person, but there's a person who has a 10 million view video on YouTube right now where he's eating a rotten piece of dry aged meat, literally rotten, on literally purpose? rancid. Yeah. Why? Cause someone, cause he, because at the time he filmed the video, he wasn't really set, didn't really know what he was doing and he was experimenting cause he has been on a real fast learning curve and someone told him to. <laughs> Someone who we trusted told him to. Huh. And so now you've got an issue because how many people are going to copycat that or think that that's what should, like you, it, it, it's, you can see it's, it's rancid. So you know me because I've always talked to you about this pretty much every time I've come on. I, I think one of the first things we talked about dry aging was same thing. These people come out of the gates. At the time it was someone else who was an influencer on Instagram who told people that the, um, the juice for lack of a better word, that's in vacuum sealed bags is a solution that's added by the meat company. If you know anything at all about meat, it's called purge and it's literally water from within the muscle mixed with myoglobin. It's completely natural and comes from within the meat itself. So I'm a, I'm big, 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 my big, big platform is accuracy and, and, um, data, you know, like I study in order to make sure that I'm disseminating correct information. Very important to me. Yes, absolutely. I think it should be important to you too to make sure that, you know, you don't die from eating rotten meat. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, Ancho the Shafty snoring by you? Can you hear her? I is can that hear what her. you were wondering? Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? She's, she's sitting under my... She's sitting under my feet, snoring, and I have filmed videos. She's She's got that short snout thing. I've filmed videos before where people have DM'd me saying, is that your husband on the couch snoring next to you? And I'll have to, like, film it again and, like, pan to the dog. Yeah. So that's not my stomach grumbling. That is oh, no. my dog. No, I figured it was the I'm dog. Sorry. I've seen those videos. Don't be sorry. I think it's amazing. I love it. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get to some of the social media questions, if that's all right with you. Yeah, um, of course. I, I hope I am saying his name right. It's Luis Liafana. Rivas? No. Oh. Viafana. And uh, I'm just okay. I'm putting the double L's in the way that I would say in my limited Spanish um, instead okay. of Villafana, but I'm saying Viafana because why not? Uh, brisket and pork shoulder, fat side up, fat side down, and why? Um, fat side up, two reasons. One, tradition. <laughs> uh, and two, theoretically speaking, even though the fat doesn't enter the meat at a cellular level, 
when the meat cooks and those silver skins or paramecium break down during the cook and convert to collagen, they inevitably create physical gaps between the fibers. So when that fat renders, it can actually enter those gaps between the fibers. Whereas if you had the fat side down, it'll drain straight out into your grease trap. Is there, uh, I mean, is there any thought to the protection of the meat? Like you put the fat cap down, if you're running a bullet style smoker, or if you have a you know, a pellet cooker, the fire pot is typically somewhere centered underneath that full packer if you're cooking that or brisket flat if you're doing that. Any you buy yeah, into that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's because it's absolutely it's absolutely factually accurate. Um it, you know, it does provide that layer of, of protection. I have a, a, a Pits and Spits pellet grill and it took me a while to figure out how to cook a brisket on it because I was like ride or die offset and yep. then I was like, oh, wait, you mean I can recipe test and not have to exhaust myself by running an offset at the same time? So it's been brilliant. Um, but I had to learn the hard way because, as you said, that fire pot, because it, it's it's indirect heat, but it's not indirect heat, right? It's actually just, just diffused heat. So I cremated the flat on my first few briskets until I figured that out. So in a situation like that, absolutely you can. You're talking a marginal increase on, on of that fat on – rendering down if you're buying a good quality brisket like a prime brisket anyway that has a lot of intramuscular marbling it'll be built in thank you for writing in Luis. next question coming in from js00 uh, could you please ask jess what style blade she recommends for breaking down larger cuts of beef and or pork sure so i have three well i have two blades that i use I have a six-inch six inch boning knife uh, that we sell at hardcorecarnivore.com that is actually F. Dick brand, which is one of the most prestigious butcher brands out there. A really good semi-flex boning knife with a really sharp tip is exactly what they use in boning. <laughs> Where you just worry about me saying the word boning over and over. You're shaking no, no, not that, not that. What? Which no, part? Just go Why ahead. are you shaking your it's, head? Just forget it. Go ahead. What have you done? Is it Angela? I haven't again? done anything. No, 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 no. It just it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Boning knife, scimitar to cut the steaks, and that and you can use a hook as well. Like if you're actually breaking down beef off the rail, um, you, you can use a hook to like hold the knuckle as you trim it down, but you you can cut down a whole beef carcass with a six inch boning knife and a steel because you're gonna need to keep stealing it as you go. Uh, next question, yeah, hot, hot dog Ron is coming in. What's your favorite okay. way to top a hot dog? Pausing. I can see. Mustard and ketchup? Yes. All right. Is that bad? Very American. I uh, did make a jalapeno relish one time that was pretty good that I would use on that. I didn't see this taking this left-hand turn, but I'm just wondering, um, how isolated I am. You a raw onion gal? Yeah. Really? For sure. Yeah, my husband hates onions. What? He hate yeah, he hates onions. Really? Yeah. I have bad news for you. It's time to divorce that guy because I'm gonna marry him. (laughs) Onions are the worst. The worst. I didn't think anybody else hated onions besides me. Oh well. Cucumbers, watermelon. He's a real fussy eater, considering. Really? I know. Yeah. Look, I uh, I have the no worst. problem with tomatoes, but every other thing that you just mentioned, I think is the <laughs> devil's food. I think I I think I have a kindred spirit with your husband. Oh, I can't believe it. I went through weeks of persecution, uh, being called an anti-onionite, and uh, Sam the cooking guy now mentions me in his videos for not liking onions. He calls me out by name. I'm getting virtually lambasted over here. Not regularly. even cooked. No, I. I mean, are you serious? Look, they're a building block of flavor. If I came to your house and you put raw onion in front of me, I would not feature it. Well, that's different. I would be polite and I would not feature it. A cooked onion, like grilled onion or heavily, 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 heavily browned, uh, caramelized, under protest because I don't want to be that rude. Um, But other than that, I mean, I can leave, uh, I can see no instance. Where onion makes anything better at all. Only, here's the argument I made on the last embedded correspondence segment. 
and I'm sure your husband would agree with me. How can anybody have so much love for whatever the hell that is, vegetable, root, whatever, it, phys- it physically, it physically makes you cry when you prepare that thing. If you stuck you your hands in your eyes, no, you would have to put hot sauce in your eyeballs. If you're cutting an onion, it makes you cry. It, it, it hurts you. So you're saying it's like a warning? It's like a warning uh, yes. to not eat? Don't eat yes. me. Why, I'm not good. Why would you eat something that can physically hurt you? Forget about it. I mean, I don't understand the fascination, but... Have you ever everybody, eaten gator? Uh, alligator? Yeah. Yes. Pretty sure that can physically hurt you. No, you know just, what I'm talking about, saying. of course. <laughs> I wouldn't catch the gator. <laughs> I would just hope that whoever's serving it to me is serving me gator. I have to take their word for it. Horses can also kick you and cause some serious damage, and you'd eat them. Look, I mean, these are horrible arguments. I hate to break the news to you, but I mean, I'm talking. <laughs> I like onions. And not, uh, fine. You're the weirdo. Everybody except me and your husband love onions. Yeah. It's been proven to me time and time again that I am out of my mind when it comes to these things. But I, I was well, just wondering. Well, you guys can hang out and not eat onions together. Dude, it's going to be, I can't wait to partner up with this guy. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, last question from, uh, could be Michelle, like a man, because I think his icon was a man. Uh, Michelle <laughs> Karanan, I apologize. Hi, Jess. How's the following between the U.S. and back at home? Can, uh, what does that mean? I, I'm going to infer. Okay. He might be wondering. Are you seeing way more U.S. fans or is there a good mix oh, of yeah. both or is it more Australian fans? Well, let me put it to you this way. All right. The population of Texas is greater than the population of Australia. <laughs> Here we come with so, facts again. Great. By def- <laughs> Stupid science, right. stupid logic, stupid reason. Uh, by, by default, I am due to have more U.S. based fans, but I have some wonderful, wonderful old and new fans back in Australia that I love hearing from. So, yeah. Could I make a, could I make an inference that your Australian fans might be a little bit more fervent than the American Mm. fans? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that they're, I think that my most fervent fans are in Texas, honestly, <laughs> because they also love like when it's like, oh, and Lone Star, oh, and you have a truck, and oh, you're going hunting, Texas, Texas, Texas. So you know, well, anyone in Texas loves anyone who loves Texas. It's just a yes, thing. I've I've seen it all. I've heard the yep. secession plans, and I've heard everything about. It. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, uh, look here. Uh, Jess, you said it all, and uh, this has been a great quarterly visit. We will see you again next quarter. In the meantime, for everybody listening, there may be a Q3 rub or seasoning announcement, but NDAs prohibit the owner of Hardcore Carnivore, who will actually manufacture that product from talking about it here on the show this evening. In the meantime, you can buy disposable cutting boards if you wish. Highly recommended and fairly cheap. You can find it on Amazon as well. And in the meantime, JessPriles.com, where you can find a lot of... Fuck. I have to keep you for five more minutes. Thank okay. God I said JessPriles.com. Okay. <clears throat> this is a website that you are constantly referring people to. Jess, have you ever done a recipe about X, Y, or Z? And it's always like, oh, yeah. um, maybe you should check out JessPriles.com. The thing that I've been asked about the most in the last 24 hours is cured the egg cured egg yolk. Uh, cured egg yolk thingy was the most request that I got. Can you ask Jess about the cured egg yolk thingy? So uh, let's hear how difficult or not difficult it is and why it's great to eat. Can I tell you how I ultimately trolled everyone on that really quickly, though? So what you're talking about is that on social media, I'm constantly repeating myself with, have you checked the website? Because nearly every caption is like, find more recipes on my website. Find this recipe on my website. You can find more on my website. And then people will inevitably ask, as you've mentioned. And it's funny because I filmed this reel of this soft cured egg yolk, which I love to serve like every now and again, because it's pretty indulgent with steak, like a condiment, right? 
And I posted it with like, hey, do, does anyone want the recipe? Let me know in comments. You know, I did one of those obnoxious things that I've never done before. The recipe has been on my website for two years. Yeah. What are you, two years. Are you reading? God, don't be like so, me and hate to read. This is what a happens. Few people on Facebook found it and I was like, go <laughs> you guys. But I did publish the recipe again today. It's very easy. It's a, it's a cup of sugar and a cup of salt. And you put it in a container. You mix it together. Put half of it in a container. Uh, put some egg yolks directly on it, like separate them from one another, but just put them directly onto that. Cover them with the rest of the mixture. Put them in the fridge for about 16 hours. Take them out, rinse them. They'll be like this weird opaque color. And then just dry them with a paper towel and serve them with the steak. They're like weird, nearly like the inside of a jelly bean consistency on the outside. And then they're still runny in the middle, but they've intensified in flavor from that light curing process. So... And for anyone wondering about the safety of it, because I got asked about that a lot too, it's no different than eating a uh, sunny side up egg <laughs> or steak tartare. I mean, does the salting help? Is there some type of a curing that takes place to, to make it a little bit more safe or whatever? A little bit. Like salt will definitely kill the bacteria on the outside, but because the middle isn't cured, you still have a risk. But the risk of salmonella on domestic American eggs is so low anyway that it's one of those, like, may as well take that risk, bro. Where did you find this? Where did you have this the first I, time? I, I made it in my brain. This is your recipe all your I, own? Yeah. So, yeah, wow. it is actually because you. people were doing salted, people were doing cured egg yolks and then doing what I mentioned and even more, curing them for two or three days and then putting them in an oven to dry out and then microplaning them over food oh, like Botarga. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty intense. And I was like, hang on, why don't we stop at that soft, runny egg stage? Like everyone loves a ramen egg like that. Yeah. Most people like, you know, the the yolk porn. So uh, I did that. <laughs> Yay. Very nice. Thanks. Thanks for asking, Greg. Yeah. Good for you. Yes, I'm glad I remembered because I know I can find <laughs> all the recipes I love over at JessPriles.com and they're probably all there, even the ones that I'm thinking about in my head and don't want to ask you about on social media and fear of getting yelled at on social media. Um, anyway, let's try this again. Uh, buy the disposable cutting boards, of course, and you can go to JessPriles.com for recipes, HardcoreCarnivore.com for all the other products, and you can see Jess Priles right here quarterly on the Barbecue Central Show. Jess, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. You bet. Thank you. See you soon. All right. There she is. Jess Priles right there from HardcoreCarnivore.com and Jess Priles. Look, I gotta say, it certainly is no surprise that she came up with that, but I didn't know if... Sometimes people see stuff and then they put their own situation on it. No, no! Lance Owen, who thinks that stuff up? Jess Pryles thinks that stuff up. The eggs. Yeah, about that. So give it a whirl. Don't stop at the... Uh, what? Stop at the runny part, is what she's saying, all right? Since 1983, Pits and Spits has been handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. And in that time, Pits and Spits establishing itself as one of the premier brands in quality offset smokers and more recently pellet grills. Jess Pryle said she just has one. Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7 and 10 gauge stainless steel in every cooker, fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit 304 stainless roll top lids and front shelves on every single smoker. Why does it matter? Well, by using higher quality materials... You can reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. By providing a fully welded smoker, you don't have to worry about grease or smoke leaking out of the barrel or about that grill rattling apart as you move through the backyard as you're getting ready for grilling season. Some of the companies out there are focusing on being a low-cost provider. Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship and quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to make their products? Sure. But they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless, and electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of their design and standards. That's not something you'll find in a product that's bought in from overseas. Their steel suppliers supply some of the best materials that can be used in some of the harshest conditions around. They're going to perform in any and all environments. Here's the best part. They have a dealer network across the country. If there isn't one close to you, call Koi in the shop, 844 844- 650-6250, whether you're a backyard grill master looking to cook steaks for the family or a competition team looking to smoke 50 racks of ribs, Pits and Spits has a product for you. You can check them out online, Pits and Spits, all spelled out, or you can see them in the wild across social media with their handle at Pits and Spits. A little behind, but that's all right. I had to ask about that egg. 
We're back for the horse meat passage read by Grandpa Rempe, and then we will close it out. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion brought to you by Smithfield. The grilling season is here. Go to smithfield.com for tips and tricks from pit masters like Chris Lilly and Darren Worth. You can also go to smoking with smithfield.com if you're a competitor. If you finish first place at ribs or pork, announce it there, smokingwithsmithfield.com, as we thank Smithfield for their continued support of the show. And now for the event you have all been waiting for this whole evening, the next passage of the Horse Meat for Human Consumption, authored by Leon Kenny as read by yours truly, Grandpa Rempe. Ah, we got to get to our theme music. The wrong folders here. Here we go. What was I using? Here we go. Yes! Uh, No Harry Carey tonight. That burned my throat for like two or three days. So Tim or Charlie in Idaho or whoever the hell you were, don't worry, I'm not doing it. I'm using my regular speaking voice, but it will be altered in a reader's way. If you recall last week, we talked about what this book is about. We talked about the run-up on why the book was being written and how you should look at a force meat option. Again, this is back in 1952. Next topic in this passage, and remember, there's only 16 and one-half pages, so we only have 15 weeks to go, everybody. The passage tonight. How nutritious is horse meat? The average person first considering horse meat as a dietary supplement naturally wonders, how good is it? Or more simply and directly... Is it fit to eat? True. The federal government inspects and certifies it for human consumption. But then there are tales current that horse meat causes skin rash, acidosis, and falling hair. No matter what you say, I have not had horse meat. No falling hair comments. This last is pure nonsense. There is no evidence that horse meat eaten in moderation has ever harmed anyone. In fact, on the contrary, all available evidence indicates that horse flesh is superior to beef, lamb, or even pork as human food. The U.S. Department of Agriculture not only finds it richer in vitamins from 3 to 5% than beef, but that it also contains certain mineral ingredients absent in other meats. While a compositional analysis reveals that the protein content in horse meat is 7.8% greater than of regular beef. Moreover, which is the best way to start a sentence ever, Moreover, the horse is the cleanest of domestic animals. Horses seldom have tuberculosis, never tapeworm, or try China. That's right. So concludes tonight's passage on the Barbecue Central show of Leon Kenny's great book, Processing, Cooking, and Buying Horse Meat. For human consumption, if you're just tuning in, you missed me talk about how nutritious horse meat is. And as we just learned over those last few minutes, it is damn nutritious. And there's a lot of wives' tales going on around there, especially falling hair. Might look like I've eaten my share of horse meat, but that's a ridiculous old wives' tale or old man's tale. Whatever. 
Stay tuned for next week. We will have passage number three. I know you're excited. How do I am? Hey! Let me talk to you quickly about Cosmos Q based out of Oklahoma. Cosmo has been providing both backyard and competition cooks World championship-level rub sauces, injection soaks, and brines. Their exclusive wing dust that I gave out a few weeks ago, available on the market today as well. Best of all, each and every one of their products made right here in the States with all-natural ingredients. Cosmos continuing to break new ground in the rub seasoning sauce and injection world. And the results not only proven on that competition trail each and every year, but also proven in backyards. More and more backyard warriors looking to take that barbecue game to the next level, and there is no better way to do that than by picking world championship quality rub sauces, injections, and marinades. And that's exactly what Cosmos is bringing to the table. Not only is the barbecue game covered, but there's a whole line of products to amp up that grill game as well. By the way, Cosmos knows a little something about grilling because he's a world championship steak cook as well. Now, I know I have amped you up already. You are hitting CosmosQ.com. By the way, that's Cosmos with a K and the letter Q.com. If you want 10% off, when you head on over there to get 10% off the entire order, get all the wing dust, all the marinades, all the injections, the rubs, you name it. Save 10% off when you use code SPRINGBBQ10. All one word. SPRINGBBQ10. One zero at the end. SPRINGBBQ10. And you can save 10% off all of your orders when using that code at CosmosQ.com. That's Cosmos with a K. K-O-S-M-O-S the letter Q.com, and you use promo code SPRINGBBQ10 to get 10% off the entire order. And you're welcome, and I know a lot of you are taking advantage of it right now, so don't be left out in the cold. Grilling season is here. Even though it is getting ready to snow here in Cleveland overnight and for the balance of tomorrow, and thank God I'm going to Texas next week because I can't stand it. You might be a little warmer, by saving 10% spring BBQ 10. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take unique antique American pocket watches and tournament wrist watches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting edge technology to create unique quality functional timepieces with exceptional value. The coolest part, each watch that Vortic makes is a unique one-of-a-kind timepiece with a story that you can tell over and over again. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check them out at VorticWatches.com or click the link on the homepage. Diane Mee is weighing in with a comment. The USDA does not inspect horses. Does not. Andrew, you are not. I think I almost hate the fact when I say not, I feel obliged to blast more. Nevertheless, the USDA does not inspect horses. Diane agreed. No argument there. Remember the reference material that I am reading to you was copyright 1952. What? 1952, I said. Back then, USDA was inspecting horse meat for human consumption. Hey, that's going to do it. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Stephen Reichland in an abridged version. Look between you, me, and the fence post. It had to have been on Stephen's side because Nick was fine. Jess was fine. Jess's microphone was fine. So that makes me feel good about the same. Maybe Sandy got a bump microphone. Now I feel bad about that. Now I'm going to have to chase that down. Nevertheless, an abridged Stephen Reichland, which was a shame because he sounded spectacular. We talked with Nick Bauer from Primo Grill, talking about the new lift hinge for the grill head, taking it from a 35-pound lift, wow, to an 8-pound lift. That's like taking all the weight out, pretty much. We also talked about the new air caps for top and bottom. Easy to make, easy to retrofit. You can get the kits. 
Second hour, Jess Pryles. JessPryles.com, HardcoreCarnivore.com. I think I might run over and grab up a pack of disposable cutting boards and see how they work in the house. Why not? Perhaps a new rub to be mentioned in Q3. We'll see about that. Can somebody please do the yolks? I'm gonna. I would try to do the yolks myself, but I'm gonna be in St. Louis over the weekend, so I'm not gonna be able to do it. But somebody try it out over the weekend and then send me, uh, send me the results so I can feature them on the show next Tuesday. Look, I'm not gonna say that Diane Me is one of the funniest folks ever, but look at this comment. Probably a French microphone. Diane, unbelievable. We're going out on the high note here tonight, folks. Undoubtedly, thanks to Diane Me. Big show planned for you next week. Don't forget, American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition is making its reappearance. Jeff Reiser is showing back up to defend his title. Doug is ready. Rusty is ready. John is ready. I am ready. The judges are ready. Season 2 is ready. Are you ready? Are you excited? How do I do? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and Proud US American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Briscador, the Barbecue Wizard, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.